This is a shout out to a concert that's coming up in October 7th, 8 p.m. at the Salt Lake Masonic Temple in the Gothic Room. It is 18 plus in age. Bring your ID with you. And what's cool about this is you get to dress up in a Halloween themed, but it's Harry Potter. So you could dress up as Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, Slytherin, be a wizard for that night. And uh, it's an EDM concert and it's only $20. The link will be in the description of this podcast and uh, come on out. It's going to be a, it's going to be awesome. And I, I hope to see you all there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Safari Steve, and today we have Chase. Hi, how's it going? Good. Welcome to the show. Thank Th- you. Welcome to fall. Yeah. Have you gone? Uh, have you gone up into done Oktoberfest or? Uh... You know, I was invited to, uh, by some friends of mine, but I I didn't end up going. So I was actually sick. So. Just... Was it like a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I feel like everyone was sick a few weeks ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a bug going around or something. Yeah, it's my, it's my Corona. Yeah, probably. 2.0. The new, uh, the new, uh, elected. La- Lab Leak 2.0. Lab Leak 2.0. Yeah. What was it? We got SARS, we got swine flu, we yeah. got... We're gonna have some, some kind of mosquito flu. Another um, one? Probably. New elections coming up. Yeah, that's true. The new election virus. Perfect timing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh... Dude, there was a pod, so I've been listening to uh, the presidential podcast to, like, find, because I don't know, like, who Polk is, and I don't know about Harding. Now I do. I know about Harding now, but Uh I was wanting to know because I was trying to compare, like, the current presidents to the old ones Uh of, like, the 1920s, 1930s, and see the similarities and differences. And there are similarities between, uh, um, oh, God, what, what does Trump and uh, Hoover Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. So they are both businessmen, pol- uh, businessmen, um, not so politic. Yeah. And they both, um, well, they both were had a lot of social, cultural issues. Uh-huh. Like so, the where South Park came from, they they took your gerbs came yeah. from the 1930s. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. They, so they uh, started evicting and removing uh, people who were Hispanic out of the u.s because the people thought they were taking their jobs wow that was during like when the depression started kicking in huh mm-hmm. that's so crazy where was i going oh yeah yeah with, the two. with hoover yeah yeah i don't really know like that much about like past u.s presidents honestly it it kind of helps to learn i guess what i i think i started looking up the executive orders because i just remember people complaining about trump using so many executive orders yeah it's like okay let's pull up the list yeah see what how many kennedy did or eisenhower right and then just a rabbit hole from there yeah (laughs) blank (laughs) sorry i saw in the you said uh i guess we won't go hot topic or you (laughs) we can go whatever you want what do you want i i don't really care um said world economic forum you said uh, yeah there's a there's a ton of stuff it's just like i think i think a lot of people and this is i mean i put myself in that category too where it's like a lot of people are just starting to like wake up and realize that probably life isn't 
the way that they seem or that like they thought it was you know it's like uh the kid waking up uh being told that santa claus isn't real and that his parents are getting a a divorce it's like (laughs) you know it's like like that that kid's definitely gonna have a different (laughs) outlook on life and i think a lot of people are starting to like realize that where it's like there was somebody famous that was that said, you know, the U.S. isn't what it seems to be, and that um, it was like it hasn't been for quite a while, and it's not what you think it is. The American know? dream's kind of the yeah. Lie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where sometimes it kind of feels good to be kind of dumb because you can just live in your happy little world, and yeah, they're happy that you're just watching Netflix and rolling over. Yeah, but then if you have a brain, then you start to lose start to lose friends and you start to have a grasp on reality and uh yeah start joining the riots or the protesters you get more and more protesters yeah i think a lot of people are asleep but i think i think just like with all the the stuff that's happened in the past like couple years has really awakened people and i think we're going to see a lot more a lot more people you know riding in the streets or protesting and so We'll see if we get some of those freedoms back that we've lost since, you know, 9-11 or way before that. But Yeah, because th- that's why I kind of compared the now to then, since mm-hmm. like the 20s, mm-hmm. was kind of like the escalation of we have all this capitalism and then we have all this pushing. I mean, marketing has already been around for all that time mm-hmm. to now, but we're entering another stage where... They changed the word from depression to recession because depression sounds shitty. Right. And it's like, here, here's recession. It sounds better. Yeah. Does it make you feel better? Yeah. Don't you? That's the democratic way, right? Change all the, change all the words so it sounds more pleasant. 1984. Yeah. 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 100%. It's so, it's so stupid. I I freaking hate it. It's like, you just like, man, like nothing gets solved words are just changed so that it feels better right yeah and i don't know yeah it's it's super annoying but it's like i saw this thing on instagram actually it was it was kind of funny it was called it said that we're living in the silent depression and then it compared the actual depression with today and how like things are unaffordable and back during the actual depression um like housing costs were like you know five thousand dollars for a house and then today they're like four hundred and fifty thousand for an average home and uh wages have have like barely gone up at all and so it was like six times more for a house and then it was like you know like three times more for wages and so it was like the comparison was like not even close where it's like people were able to afford more things during the depression than we're able to afford now and so people really just don't even like realize that like we're, we're we're living in like the worst possible conditions ever, where we can't even like own our own homes, you know. But that's that's uh that's good. It might be good for people, right? So maybe we'll be happy, you know. We'll own nothing, but we'll be happy. Yeah, as long as you keep the basic needs of water, yeah, AC, furnace, uh, food on the table, your mm-hmm. Netflix, yeah, and uh, people won't complain too much. Yeah. Yeah. And you've noticed with the the apart the apartments. I don't know if you've been in apartments for forever, but over the five five years I've been uh, working on apartments, uh-huh. none of them have storage. 
Oh, yeah. And parking and whatnot. I feel like all of those things are, like, terrible, right? So it's like they want you to have less storage, less parking, less cars. You know, try to work from home if you can. You know, stay in your little, your own little community. Your little comfy cell. Yeah, exactly. If I remember right, in 2018, um, one of the organizations associated with, we were... We had the state legislature come to a, come to us for a meeting, mm-hmm. and if I recall, because he was stating that the, what they're going to do to whole all West Jordan is they're going to be building ten thousand homes from here to Co- uh, uh, Copperton. Uh-huh. But he also stated that one unit equals um, one parking stall. Really. And so one unit, whether it's a two bed or three bed, you only get one parking stall. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. And it's almost like it's designed that way on purpose, right? Because like, why wouldn't they? In my mind, I thought, well, people have to have cars, right? And so it's like, you have, you know, a family, if you're having a family of four or whatever, like you're going to have, you you and your wife will will have a car and then Mm -hmm. maybe your son will have a car, you know, and maybe your daughter later will have a car. So like three cars per family probably on if average not, if not four yeah and then it's like they're not planning for that at all you know and i was thinking okay maybe like the dining room gets smaller or they take out the dining room or they take out the living room and you just convert the living room into like you know like a home theater or whatever and like because people have different uses for different things you know in the 80s they had you know different yeah di- different living conditions and galley kitchens and whatnot and now things have kind of changed up a bit but i was thinking Homes will probably get smaller in the future, and we'll get bigger garages. You Interesting. Know? You know, because, like, people need to, like, get around. <coughs> I don't know. I, th- I feel like our generation is very, like, travel-heavy. A lot of our generation, like, wants to go see the world, wants to, like, branch out and explore and do all the touristy spots, you know, or see the pyramids or whatever. And the, and there's apartments I've, I was looking at at one point that three out of five of them were promoting, saying... You get to live here. You don't have to worry about your mortgage. You don't have to worry about the AC. Yeah. You can spend that money towards for, for, for vacations. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then, like, they don't even cover parking or they, they don't even cover, like, the amount of cars that you need. So it's like they're not even planning for that, but, like, people need that, you know? And so it's like, it's almost like an, it's, a, it's an agenda, like right? A designed, it's purposely illogical. designed, yep. Purposefully designed that doesn't sound uh, logical to us. But yeah. It sounds great to them. Right. And so I think I think that's something that's like they want to push that they want to make sure that people are more like okay with the idea of like not getting around as much and like not moving around as as much you know. Oh, what was that? Ten minute cities. The fifteen, yeah, fifteen, 15 minute, minute cities. cities. Yeah, right around the corner. Hey, Hawaii, Hawaii should be uh, should be getting one soon. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if right. I'll... I don't know if I want to step into that one. That I, I, I guess my, my thoughts on that one was, yeah. I, I, I hardly hear any type of charity work or any support groups going over to Maui. Yeah. Oh. And I wish there was more. Yeah. And, and putting yourself, I mean, put it, if you were in that position and people, not that I'm dis, dis uh, what's the word? Putting off the I, the conspiracy part because there's so many conspiracies out there about why are the trees still standing but all the houses are gone and mm-hmm. um and then these you know but being put in that position like what the fuck 
really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks, eight hundred dollars. This gets me for how the housing market over there and gas is about this. I've noticed the gas over in Oahu. Mm-hmm. This was two thousand twenty-one prices was about the same as it was here. Hmm. And same with like South Carolina is like maybe fifty forty cents cheaper. Hmm. Gas is weird. I don't understand the yeah, but. Sorry, I went on a tangent. No, there. no, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, gas is an interesting one. I always, I always felt like, and it's, it's kind of interesting to see, like, it seems like there are people in power that try to run things, right? Mm-hmm. But then oil, oil and gas, I think are really interesting too, because it's like, I think of them as like the big dogs, right? They're probably the ones that are like, have the most money, but like, why, why would let's say the WEF, right? The World Economic Forum. Why would they be against gasoline, against selling, you know, if, if they're like the, the heads of like the, the big dogs, why would they be against them? You know? I think... Or, or do you think that there's like multiple parties at play, you know, and, and one party's trying to take over the other party? I think that's a that's a good point. Mm. I think there are multiple parties at work mm. because and it's just like if you look at the Democratic and Republican Party mm-hmm. they're always bitching at each other yeah and what if that's just the game like it's designed for you just like pick your team you're either the Saints or you're the Broncos right? yeah oh, I'd rather be an Angels fan fuck mm. you football <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so different forces at work. So you have like, what is it called? BlackRock? Yeah. BlackRock and then Vanguard. Mm-hmm. You have those guys. I don't yeah. have I don't have any idea about them, but I... I know a little bit. I just know they're really rich. Yeah. They own a large portion of basically everything. And then you have, if they're still in power, you have Rockefeller power. Yeah. And then you Which have... Which is also BlackRock. Oh, is it? Okay. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I think... I think Actually, I don't know. But it would make sense to me if it mm-hmm. was it I forgot what if it was 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 it you I was talking with about the whole Titanic conspiracy of uh, yeah. of um JP Morgan and Yeah, there were apparently there were like two other uh Rock, I think Rockefeller executives. was supposed to be on Titanic, yeah. But their but their competitors were on they're going to go on there too, so yeah. And then they mysteriously had illnesses and couldn't make it onto the Titanic, and then the Titanic sank, which was their competitive competition. It's who knows if it's true. I think I think it's just funny to like. I thought it was interesting. And it gets yeah. hard. And it gets harder as time goes by. It's like okay, then now people are just throwing out stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it also makes you wonder like how many, because I think the term conspiracy theory came from the JFK assassination, and the, I think the CIA made it up, didn't they? Where it's like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. I don't think it was a, a, a term until uh, after the JFK assassination. I'm not sure on that either. Yeah. But I, it's just a new a new word. Yeah. Play on words. Yeah. Of that didn't happen. Everything is fine. Waco is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, with the going with the, the conspiracy theory, though, it's like... <clears throat> uh, there was this guy that was joking about conspiracy theories online, and he was like, 
Okay, I get not believing in all conspiracy theories, but you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? You just think your government government's bat a thousand? <laughs> He's like, I'm a father, and I am in charge of one son, and I lie to that kid all the time. <laughs> and <laughs> shoot, and, yeah, and he's just like, he makes a good point where it's just like, conspiracy. The funny thing about conspiracy theories is that probably a lot of them, or a good portion of what is out there, is close to true, or if if not the truth, right? And so, um, it's like a puzzle that yeah you have you have most of the pieces, but there's like five to ten pieces missing. And you're like, oh, can't finish it. Right, right. Like with the whole Hunter Biden thing with uh, going on in Ukraine, where they're funneling money to Hunter, and it's like, whoa, this looks super shady. And it's like, is Biden like taking dealings under the under the under the table? for Ukraine and like who knows if like what's going on there you know and you, so you have all these little puzzle pieces and it's like oh no that's just a conspiracy theory don't don't look at it but then it's just like don't look into it like nobody like you know and they just start shutting shutting stories down left and right it's like okay there's definitely like different parties here that are wanting to uncover truth and then there are parties that are like looking to like you know cut out the man's tongue basically yeah, because they, they're either lobbied or... Well, these are my speculations, but they're either lobbied or they're, they have, they're seeing a bigger picture that that person has to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Almost like a destiny. It's like like a near-death experience. You didn't get to die because there's something, some quest that you have to fulfill. Uh -huh. And so you have these guardian angels or you have these organizations that are like, no, no, no. We need you to keep doing what you're doing so we can fulfill the next chapter of this mission. Yeah. Yeah. Or the next, yeah, payment for the f future. Like, they, so it probably is, like, a whole big giant plan. Yeah. It, it could, it could be a plan. I think a lot of things in life are kind of, like, gears, where it's, like, stuff kind of, like, works out with other things. And so, maybe, let's say... I don't know if I want to go down like the 9-11 I think the government could use and what do I mean when I say government I just you know the group of people that are in charge I think they can use scenarios in life to their like the best of their abilities you know um, make or make use out of them you know the bad events they yeah do it the best they can too right right and so you know maybe there there is a flood that comes and wipes out a city and it's like, hey, we, you know, we don't control the weather. And, and you'll have the conspiracy theorists that, that will be like, oh, they're controlling the weather. Like, you know, um, Louisiana was flooded and look at all this damage that this hurricane caused, you know. And it's like, hey, but like we've got these 15 minute cities that people could like get into. Like this is something that we're interested in in working out. You know, who knows? Who knows if they actually oh, control the weather? But the Patriot Act. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Patriot Act is like the worst document that I've ever looked into. Oh, how can how convenient! Since, Very convenient. Since our defenses have been tested, looks like everyone else got to pay the price. Yep. Yeah, and just use that probe wherever you need it. Because that's where my like my my brain keeps going back to like like from then to now because uh -huh. Hoover helped like put out that there was a flood in the Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi River. Uh -huh. There was a big giant flood that like wiped out a bunch of farms, and he went there to go and help people. 
It's like uh -huh. what a what a perfect opportunity to help you boost your way to a, to the White House. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whether that was his idea or not, but you still you're still helping out people. Yeah. Yeah, making it a bad a bad situation. Looking at the positives, I guess you would say, mm. or trying to utilize the positives without people thinking you're a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Karma, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You I feel. Oh. I consider myself a libertarian. Um, I don't really put myself in the camp of Democrat conservative. Um. Dave, shout out to Dave Smith. He's my boy. He uh, he runs a podcast called. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it's on the Gas Digital Network, called uh, Part of the Problem. Part of the pro oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, so he was on that. Yeah, he he runs that. So Dave Smith, he he's he's a major libertarian. And pretty much everything he says, I'm just like super down with. And so I, I consider myself a libertarian, just like limited, limited government. And uh, it seems to me, just growing up, conservatives and Democrats have kind of just like beat each other over the head with the power stick. And, yeah. you know, and so I, I think libertarianism is like old fashioned, like what the founding fathers had designed it to be what it is now um just limited government and you know like being in control of of currency and you know foreign domestic threats but honestly like i don't even believe that we've had a domestic threat in like ever <laughs> so oh like an internal yeah like an issues. internal threat yeah so i guess we've had it's internal friends inspired by external mm -hmm. and i guess multiple like the red scare is a, is a good is a good one yeah or you have i guess the royalists for in in the beginning of the revolution yeah and then you have sympathizers to like when we had issues with germany because we had a lot of civ civilians that were germans during the first world war yeah or then you like why are we in the philippines or why are we doing why are we doing this why are we you know we have yeah why are guess, the, why are we the world police yeah and that's what i wish i kind of wish kennedy lived because he didn't want to have us be the world police he wanted us to be uh yeah uh not red cross it was um world corp something where we go there and aid and support um countries like with either food shelter yeah you know, going instead of killing right well, I know, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's why he wanted to shut down the MIC, you know, and like this military industrial complex is just like run rampant with getting into all these new wars. I can't honestly remember ever living through like a period of six months in my life where we've not started another like another war, you know. We literally just got out of Afghanistan, probably the worst thing, like possible way that that could have ever happened. And then we immediately like go into war with, or we're going into conflict with Russia and Ukraine, you know. And and at the Ukraine, it's like, I could definitely see that like, like going into like an actual war. I feel like in the future we will probably see, hey, uh, 
we need we need people to go help support Ukraine. We're you know we need boots on the ground in Ukraine. And I, like honestly, I, I think that's going to happen here probably in the next year or so. Yeah, because we we have I forgot how many bases we have tons of bases all around around the globe. Mm-hmm. What's another one? Yeah, I don't know, right? But at least we'll we'll be able to support our troops and get more uh, military funding because you know we need more military funding so why not yeah <laughs> you're like about that okay I definitely support our troops I'm not I'm not gonna lie okay definitely support <laughs> our troops but excuse me I think it's run behind <coughs> this machine that is constantly looking it's a hammer that's constantly looking for more nails. You know, because how can you justify giving this machine more and more money if it's not, you know, funding more or, like, fixing more problems? And so I, I think that they're constantly looking for problems to fix. Well, it's kind of like why they, like, the auto industry, for example. Like, you make a good car uh-huh. and that doesn't have a lot of issues. Yeah. But where's the money in that? Yeah. You're going to go bankrupt and have some, have the government bail you out. Uh-huh. Or, but so, so they always need something to fix. I, our mentality is, I think the, the mentality of like needing to create problems so we can come back and get paid to get fixed it. Mm-hmm. Like in the trades, that's yeah, fine. We can leave that wire exposed. That means we just get paid later to solve, you know, solve that problem. Mm-hmm. You know, let's intentionally like create. Yeah. Yeah. So it keeps you entertained and keeps the, keeps everything lubed. Yeah. It's a good, good way to describe it. Keeping everything just lit. <laughs> yeah. And then the constant... Yeah. I don't know. We're, there's some books I read, like, try, like trying to find ways to um, tax-free income. Mm. Not, not get out of taxes, but, event, like, find utilization and tax-free options. Huh. And... Um, this author, I think it was one or two authors that were both saying that because of the New Deal, we're coming to ahead of that, and there, it's pretty much an economic freight train that's going to collide into us around from here, twenty twenty three to twenty twenty eight, roughly. Hmm. And just in time for twenty thirty. What's twenty thirty? I don't know. <laughs> the perf. <laughs> I don't know it. New new century, new problems. Yeah. But. New agenda. New agenda. Yeah. No, people are. There's. It, it, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, probably a nuclear strike or being put people in the trenches again. Mm-hmm. Or. Oh, I didn't know how that happened. What an accident. Yeah. Or. You know, the Christians believe that Wormwood will happen where the world will catch on fire, right? In Revelation. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to talk religion. Yeah, yeah all, we can talk but, about it. Um, it's, it um, we can poke fun at every every single thing. Yeah, yeah. I was always told growing up that Wormwood was a comet coming in to like burn the Earth. But now I'm wondering if it would be like a nuclear holocaust. You know, where the world is engulfed in fire from nuclear weapons. I, I think that would be more plausible to me. And so I think that's like, 
probably what a World War Three would look like. And there was something uh, on, I listen to Joe Rogan as well. Yeah. There's something on, on his podcast that I've always heard a couple times. It's, uh, I don't know what World War Three will look like, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Oh, Dan Carlin says that too. Really? Yeah. And so I think that's 100% accurate. I'm, who's, is it Roosevelt? Who's, I, someone said it. I know who you're, I know that saying. Yeah. Bomb us back to the Stone Age. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's accurate. And it's even more accurate when you start moving everything digital. Hmm. Interesting. All you have to do is wipe out those servers. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, where all our books go? Yeah. Well, and how can you account for anything? Let's say, like, you have a, a currency that's online, right? And everything online gets fried. How do you, like, how do you know that you have 20000 in the bank or whatever? Like, how would you even... You know, if it's fried, it's fried. It's done for, right? So, like, how else would you have... It's only... Like, a backup. You know, unless it was backed by, like, gold or, you know, you had, like... Just be a hoarder. Yeah, I know. So, oh, man. So, if that were to happen, we would switch back to tra- a traditional economy. Yeah. And so, like, I will trade my axe for three loaves of bread. Right. So stuff like right. that. Or... And, and that's really all currency is too, right? So like a currency doesn't necessarily have to have like, it doesn't have, like it has the monetary value that we put on it, right? Yeah. We could use sheep fur as our currency, right? And so like a half a pound of sheep fur could be worth, you know, what your axe is worth. And then, you know, my, my shoes or whatever I'm like trying to sell could be, you know, a quarter it just, it depends, like, everyone has to use the same kind of currency, right? That's, like, what gives it its value, is that it's limited value. <coughs> and honored or backed by... Yeah. Um, whatever is... Right. Yeah. You're not going to use that currency if you don't think it's worth anything. Yeah. And so as inflation starts to rise, people aren't, like, people aren't going to think that the money that they're getting is very valuable, and so they're going to raise their prices on their products that they're producing... And so inflation's just going to continue to rise, and people you can't afford it. Can't afford it, and so they need they need more money, and mm-hmm. so it's just this constant battle of just skyrocketing prices, you know, until they say, "All right, we need to we need to fix this somehow." And then they have a reset. Oh yeah, a freaking reset. A a great reset. A great reset. Yeah. Well, it's it's. So the oldest flag that still exists, I believe, is the, uh, if I remember right, the Austrian flag. Mm-hmm. And so when this kind of ties into it, so you have all these currencies that have kind of roughly lasted for a few hundred years, like the P- British pound. Uh-huh. It's lasted forever. And then, I don't know about the other ones, but uh-huh. it just, when is it, when is it our time where we transition our flag yeah. And transition our currency to something new, mm-hmm. like getting rid of the gold standard in the 1920s, 30s. Yeah, it's like we're no longer backed by this because now we need to supplement this boom so we can kind of ease it to slow down the pace and trying to recover from it, which we never really recovered. No. We've been in debt since the Revolutionary War. We owed we owed France that. Yeah, and then we helped France kind of start their revolution accidentally yeah and then quite they... a few haven't we haven't we 
Yeah, I, I'm as listening about these presidents. It's yeah. amazing of what America has done to the, like, towards um, Europe and, yeah. like, we're like the catalyst for everyone for everything, sense. right? Like, I heard, I just heard on the news that <coughs> CIA has been involved in over eighty three regime changes around the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how do we even allow the CIA mm. to continue when you have like, like, it's not backed like the government, like the governments that they have in place. They're not wanting a regime change in their countries, but like we've been like continually like pushing like all of these regime changes across the world to try and like get it to be our way. You know, it's like our way or the highway. And yes, so it's kind of like it's passive aggressive so you know yeah if you have russia they'd like creating satellite states uh-huh. but you just put a label on it so you think satellite states is a bad thing you're under somebody else's control but mm-hmm. then when you allow them to be themselves but you get a profit share out of it yeah it's like it's passive income you don't have to do anything about it yeah. all you have to do is tweak a person there get rid of a person here and then yeah it's like oh well look at that you guys are in place we're just the, we're just the uh, guys that don't abide by any rules. Cause yeah. and we'll pay them well, you know, and we're we're definitely not dictators. You know, we definitely don't push them a certain way. And if we don't get our way, then we'll just bomb the crap out of them, or they'll just end up dead. You know? Yeah. So that doesn't happen. But. What is that show on uh, Netflix, Narcos? Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I didn't get to finish watching. It's about uh. Oh shoot! I'm about to butcher his name. Colombia drug trade, okay. like the co- the cocaine or Peru. Huh. It doesn't talk. I think it talks about Peru, but regime changes involving there too. Wow! Like a lot of South, a few South American countries uh-huh. had the regime changes huh. with Arab American influence. Well, um, places in the Pacific Islands. And, hmm. Well, there's so many places, but huh. yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about that, but it sounds sounds interesting. I'll look into it. Well, like, uh, there was a book when we when we worked together. There was um, a book I read, like American uh, American imperialism, uh-huh. and it's just it didn't exactly give me the information I wanted, but it gave me a rough idea of like how we were able to claim uh, Illinois or how we were able to claim the Philippines, or um, hmm. and a lot of it was killing and manipulation yeah. just like any empire you have yeah. killing and manipulation or you find some way to acquire things without yeah. losing too much yeah and america has a lot of blood on its hands oh yeah oh but, yeah but any empire has a lot of blood on its hands yeah i think we're like a double-edged sword right where it's like some of the worst possible atrocities that could happen to mankind, I'm pretty sure we're responsible for. And at the same time, uh, I, I think we do a lot of good in the world too, you know, where we have a lot of like humanitarian efforts and stuff. But it's, it's like that double-edged sword where it's like, we're also, we're, we're the good guys, but we're also probably the bad guys as well. And there's bad actors inside of our own, our own government that try to get what they want, you know? Which, I'll just point out, not not that I'm saying I believe in any conspiracy theories, but uh, all the people that raped kids on 
Epstein's Island still haven't been rested yet, so you know. Who knows who knows where they are? Somebody else's pocket. Yeah. You know. But you know, at least we got our humanitarian efforts though. Yeah, I guess. I do that uh what was the the sound of freedom? Yeah, Have I saw went, it. It was went. it was heavy. It was a rough movie. It was a rough movie. I, I probably wouldn't go see it again, but I, I thought it was a good movie. All I thought about is murdering every fucking pedophile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think in that movie it said that we are the number one consumers of, uh, like, pedophilia. Trafficking. Uh, trafficking kids, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I don't even know how you combat a problem like that, you know. Well, that's. What... I think that's, like, the worst thing, though. I think, isn't that, don't quote me, but I remember Wayfair getting busted for doing some form of trafficking in their, Maybe. Tra- in their shipping. Yeah, I don't know. So they had, uh, the story I remember is they had items on there that were a ridiculous amount of money, and they had, it was mm-hmm. whatever serial number, whatever package, uh-huh. but apparently yeah. they were trafficking people. Did it say, uh, did it say Pizzagate? Shelf shelving on there, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the involvement it, since we're going into like world uh, governments, let's say China for example. Yeah. And, um, like if he had Kissinger the huh. influ- influencing Mao or vice versa. Yeah. Like Kissinger is like probably in my opinion one of the worst people I'd get had get rid of huh I'm not 100% I I don't know all the particulars with Kissinger but what what, like what did uh, what did he do or essentially it was kind of in a way he was supposed to go there and bring diplomatic relations between the US and China during Mao's Mao's reign uh huh but it was almost like paving the way to give China the the leap it needed. Hmm. And yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Do your yeah. I'm gonna get get people give me shit for doing your own research, but there's a okay. There's a book called um, the Un Mao the Untold Story, and just mm-hmm. shows Mao's life from from the early age all the way to the 70s till his death and then the after effect and what that book made me realize is the evil that comes out of social media like Facebook is a good example of here let me put you tell you who my family members are when I was born where I'm from who I'm who I'm friends with yeah so when you allow the public to see who you're friends are who your family is how old you are uh-huh. it can be weaponized against you the double-edged sword right and yeah. um what mao did is he had people write down all that information mm-hmm. so then when you did something bad against the state they either tortured and killed your relatives or they tortured and killed you yeah that's crazy and the ways they did it was just terrible well and and that kind of like goes to show you that just like why communism is so terrible, right? Like we don't believe in communism. It's kind of interesting that it's like they've kind of figured out 
to me, I don't know, maybe they have it. But um, I, th I feel like you would know a lot more about China's uh, economic policies as far as like being communist and then still like running a tight ship and then being like semi-free but not free. Free enterprise. So they, it's easy to start up a business and uh -huh. get the L what is it? LLC? Uh-huh. This is back in 2014 information, so. Yeah. Um, so they, they're easy to start up a business and easy to get going, but you're pretty much what the government says. Yeah. I mean, you could pre I think you could produce whatever you want, uh -huh. but the government pretty much has a, a large amount of control and dominion over what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like communism has to work that way. Uh, to me, in my mind, I think of communism as like a, a scared cat with the tackles up, right? Where it's like, it has to have total totalitarianism, like control over its people. Because if it has any dissenters, like it, it basically proves that it's not a good idea, right? And so it's like, you have to, you have to go down that route of like, all right, who's your family members? Who, who are these people? Who are these people? And then punish every single person that falls out of line. Because if you do have any people that fall out of line, then like the system just doesn't work, you know? And it's kind of like with socialism, right? Where it's like, um, if you have 10 people working in a community that are working towards the same goals, let's say all the, you know, all 10 of those people know how to build, you know, a certain part of a house, like one's an electrician and a plumber and a, you know, a framer, like they can all work pretty well together to help build their homes together. And so like a communistic society might work in small, like really, really small, like communities, like, right. But as a whole, as a whole, if you have dissenters, like that's when it starts falling apart. And so if you have half your population or half, you know, if you had half of those guys be like, well, I don't need to do my part. I'm still going to get my house anyway, you know, and then everyone gets their own home. And it's just like, it just like, every single like part that hasn't been achieved it like shows through the cracks and seams you know and it's still a pyramid scheme anyways because yeah in uh 19 even before the 1950s all the higher ups within moscow yeah. or the kremlin they all had nice rooms they had more nicer features to them yep and they weren't starving yep i know and so it was still uh uh, aristocracy uh-huh it was like an oligarchy oligarchy i think that's the yeah. appropriate word for it yeah so it it's that's why like rules are meant rules and was rules religion and laws no laws and rules are the same thing rule are all supposed to keep good people a little bit on the lower part of the totem pole mm -hmm. i think napoleon said you need real you need religion to keep uh the poor for murdering the rich oh yeah that's mm -hmm. funny huh yeah what are your thoughts on like religion do you believe in religion or do you i keep an open mind because uh -huh. so each religion has its truth mm -hmm. and a lot of bs mm -hmm. or a lot of truth and they have good values yeah so uh i guess we could start off with christianity or uh, mormonism Mm -hmm. uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <clears throat> um, so, the word of, like, let's go with the word of wisdom, or the Ten Commandments. Uh -huh. Don't cheat, don't steal, don't covet other people's things or wives or yeah. spouses, if you want to get technical. Uh -huh. Or, um, those are good, 
rules to live by because yeah. it'll cause discon uh, discontent. Mm-hmm. It'll cause chaos and instability, and the society will fall apart, and you'll get destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, bunch of can't you can't have sex before marriage, but you can't have anal. <laughs> it's and only it's it's up to interpretation. It's yeah. up to interpretation. <laughs> um, so it's between you and God. <laughs> so they. Whether you believe any of the stories or not, even like through the Quran or through mm-hmm. other religions, whatever their story is, they yeah. have like this, uh, the point they're trying to come across. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess in the, let's go back to the Book of Mormon, Laban. Yeah. If you're stealing and you think you're going to get away with it, you find yourself drunk, you're in a, you, you have a disadvantage. If you're drinking and you're not being responsibly drinking uh-huh. somebody's gonna come and take advantage of you and that's where I learned to put my wallet in my front pocket <laughs> so if somebody's grabbing my ass yeah I know they're not grabbing my wallet yeah. but Laban he was walking down the alley and he was drunk and I forgot who it is the, the main character I think it's Nephi or someone yeah anyways he's like oh this guy stole my stuff well I'm gonna behead you God said so uh-huh. oh cool I got my item back Thanks, Bandit, that learned his lesson. Karma, bitch. Yeah. I know somebody could probably explain that story a whole lot better. But, yeah. You can you can forget the stories or not believe them or whatever. They have, like, little bits of truth in it. Yeah. And then they have, like, why, why is it okay to drink Coke instead of coffee? Or, yeah. I, th- I think that's, like, interpretation, right? So it's, like, I don't know. And, like, the system needs to be updated again. Probably, right? It's okay that blacks are now allowed to hold a priesthood. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I think I think throughout time... Well, we are here, right? And so reality exists. I hope and believe that there is something after this life. Yeah. Right? Um, oh, I guess and, I should have got there. Sorry. And Keep. to me... Well, to me... So, to me, prophets, people with a message, right? With power from God, whoever that is god or goddess right um have continually stayed with the same pattern of who god is right and so you can see like throughout the bible throughout the book of mormon i would put put in there um all these different books the apocrypha these different books that didn't make it into the bible right all have pretty much the same message um and it seems to me that you know god has called prophets and they tell the same story and then the prophets die off or they're killed off and then it kind of branches out into these different religions and then it kind of comes back again so you have like the sine wave of prophets and no prophets and prophets and no prophets where whether you believe it or not you know whether abraham was a prophet or not or isaac or moses or you know all these different prophets throughout time like they all have a consistent story all the way up until jesus christ and do you do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you think... No, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can go into... Yeah. Okay. You want to continue with yours? Before oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Get... So, so basically, so in my personal view, I believe that the Book of Mormon is true. I believe mm-hmm. that we have had prophets on the earth, but in that sine wave form of fashion, it's kind of been like a mosaic of like broken pieces, you know, of like trying to put things back together how they were. 
and uh, I, I, I could be under the belief that you know Joseph Smith was a true prophet, but in that time, so in a restoration, there's only one trajectory. It's only downhill, right? You can't get more true than true, and so it's in a sine wave of, of you know having like having truth present and like saying like there is you know there is more than after this life but then after that it kind of falls apart it kind of like splinters off into many different religions many sects right s-e-c-t-s by the way s-c oh sex oh, oh yeah yeah sex. okay yeah well it's funny you point out the sign the sine wave things because that kind of makes more sense to me because you have you're going up and down, up and down, up and down, and yeah. you're trying to pick up the correct signal, trying to right. narrow it down to an equilibrium so it has perfect clear clarity. Yeah. But you have all these voices and distortions that are going up and down, up and down. Yeah. No, he's not true. This is he does he did this, this, and this. How can he be the prophet? Because he's human. He is. He is. We're all imperfect and imperfect. In, imperfect in some form of way mm-hmm. and and so maybe he misinterpreted too but at least he got like some point across where it's like this makes sense this makes sense not everyone gets 100% on the test but he got a 78% or whatever yeah. so he passed you know what's the new grading curriculum if you got D minus or C plus you're, you're good yeah yeah so he made it and it's lasted this far and and it's when the consistency where they're all you have all these branches and they come back yeah so it's and all the old all the old mythologies you have the celtic mythology japanese mythology you have chinese mythology uh greek rome uh greek roman uh-huh. norse egyptian yeah they all believe in multiple gods yeah and they all they were all in that trajectory yeah and Maybe that was the thing of the time, and then Christianity came up like, uh uh-uh, those are just the workers in the call center. We have only one (laughs) CEO in this place, and those those guys are all the workers. Yeah, it kind of pays, like, homage to the creator, right? So, like, we have a a creator, Mm -hmm. and we have somebody that created us, hopefully. You know, hopefully it's not all for naught, you know? But, um... There has to be. Like, there's so... There's so much artwork. Who creates like the cells in the tree and all these right? Like the things in the ants. Why do these have? Why do ants, bees, yeah. and all are hexagons? Who right. created the hexagon? Yeah, there's so many fascinating facets of life where you can just like, you can spend an entire lifetime just devoted to ants or whatever you want, you know, and just like find fascinating things with them. And I th- I think it's it's quite remark remarkable, you know, to say the least, but. And so I guess to answer your question, I believe there is a creator of the universe. Yeah. And the re- the religions are just the scope into a little bit of that artwork. Yeah. Cuz there's there's just so much to it. Mm-hmm. And then you have a lot you have a lot of what is it called uh esoteric and universal things and then you have a little bit of human influence and dogma that's like you know i'm if for the muslim one it's like Uh you know what it only takes two votes of a woman to equal one vote of a man and (laughs) anyone who doesn't anyone who has an islam is an enemy 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I think that's why like borders are so important, right? So it's like without borders, like you have like boundaries help hold in the ideas, right? And so yeah. if you have two conflicting groups that don't believe in those ideas, then you really don't have anything, right? And so if you do have let's say Islam as a group and they're inside your borders and you have another group who believe women should have the right to vote, right? But in Islam, they believe that it's only counts as a, a court. Like, how do you compromise with both of those groups where they have conflicting ideas, right? And if and if you're trying to have another group trying to influence the changes, but you have a book or the Quran that's telling you, you know, this is truth. Nothing else can influence or uh-huh. alter this, or it becomes. Yeah. Then you start creating having different sects like Methodist, Baptist. Yeah. Not associated Muslim, but like, or okay, Sikhs. I guess Sikhs is a, uh, another yeah branch. You have these groups that are like, you know what? There's there's a lot of good stuff here, and we're trying to filter out these stuff because we don't believe in that part of that part. Yeah, but how do you how do you tell a group what you believe is not true? You know, it's almost like they have to stay separated, otherwise you can't have because because if you have those two groups mesh, there's going to be conflict because they're. Con- uh, contradicting ideas, right? Only if you... It's not necessarily it, that the groups hate each other. It's, it's the individual. It's the idea that yeah. is conflicting between them. Yeah. And so, it's almost like you try and get a, a, a Democrat to cooperate with a Republican. Yeah. The problem is, is they're so involved with themselves... Yeah. that they think this is complete truth. And I'm uh, not saying that's for every individual or every Republican Democrat. Yeah. I'm saying that they're not allowing themselves to try and understand the opposition. So once you yeah. refuse to cooperate with the opposition, yeah. you start to demonize them and it makes it easier for you to kill them. Right. Right. And then once they once they're not human, it's so much easier to just pull that trigger, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what they can that's what propaganda is all about for war. It's like, yeah, yeah those Germans are baby killers. Yeah, let's go kill them now. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I remember, so I, uh, I I, actually served a mission in Norway a long time ago. And uh, we were walking down the street, and this guy on the street was like, you guys are baby killers. <laughs> and we were like, what? And he's like, you support the war? And my, uh, my buddy was just like, yeah? He's like, do you pay your taxes? Then you support the war too. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. We're probably not as different as we think, you know. And it's like we probably want the same thing. Like both of us want the same things, right? But um, a lot of these, a lot of these problems come. And there's like not, not really any like good answers to or good solutions to the problem at hand. I think the problem is bigger than we can grasp. Right, and you we know? tend to overthink things. It's and yeah, here's a go on impulse. Here's an interesting analogy. I don't know if I, I could be completely way off base on this one, but I would, I would think that I feel like I've seen uh, feminine qualities in like being democratic. So like the more democratic you get, I would, I would say that there are feminine qualities or characteristics to being more democratic. And as a as a Republican, it's more masculine qualities, 
And so it would be interesting to chart this out on it and just like see what you're able to come up with. But like, for example, um, I'll just give a, a brief example here, like women going to the bathroom together, right? And so like they all group together. And so they'll like group in like this group think type of way where like they congregate together. It's like, oh, we all have to go, you know? And so it's like they feel safer because they're all together. And so it's kind mm -hmm. of like a, uh, a group mentality, right? Where it's like stick with the group, solve things as a group, like do things as a group. And I, I would say that that's like probably like the democratic uh, position on things. It's like we have to be good people because we are the people and we have to look out for each other because we are one, you know? And so it's like a, more of like a bringing everybody together. Whereas the Republican viewpoint of it is like, like, uh, pull them up by your bootstraps and just get it done by yourself, you know? And, uh, and so it's Roosevelt like, or Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, Republicans are more have along the mindset of just figure it out on your own. I did it, you know? And so it's like, if you have a problem of like, I have no idea how to pay for a house, you know, it's like this, like the house that we're trying to get into is 450 grand. Like how in the world am I supposed to do this? You know, and you talk to your grandparents and your grandpa who has more masculine qualities is like, well, I did it when I was your age, so you can do it too. Just figure it out, you know, and he doesn't really have a good answer for you. He doesn't really like, it's just like, well, just figure it out. You know, it's just like, you're on your own. I figured it out on my own, so you can figure it out too. Hmm, and then, sounds like the trades. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and, but, and then grandma, grandma's like, oh, well, uh, we can help you. It's okay. Here's $20. And you're like, grandma, this is $20. How is $20 going to help me with $450,000? You know, it's like, you're not expecting her to solve your problem, but it's just like, these problems are way too, like, crazy for either side. I think either side complement each other in ways where it's like life life is kind of like that though too where it's like you really can't do everything on your own you know we do need each other yeah i think in psychology if i remember right they had a in psychology class in high school they had a, a video where they had a singular baby baby that uh -huh. they isolated uh -huh. and kept by itself and it was always upset and crying and yeah they did that with the unibomber didn't they uh what's the unibomber bomber uh, he he was uh, a guy that killed a lot of people. He was a like a mass murderer. I think he he like put bombs in mailboxes and stuff. Oh okay. I, I could be mixing up the stories, but there was somebody like that where they uh, they did a a study on on a baby. They took him away from his parents. They like focused did a focus group on him, and he was alone for like months at a time, and then he ended up being like a like a serial killer. But. They started to. It's almost like philosophers and people who. They have pick up more intelligence, but they lack in the charisma and wisdom. Uh -huh. it, I guess people who like maybe people who have Asperger's or autism, like they have some form of. Yeah. I guess I take back the Asperger's. I can't say that because I don't have the information to back that up. But like. People who are more inclined to isolate themselves and be more intelligent think everyone else is kind of dumb hmm. like the group think yeah and i don't know if using the because i can't i can't back up the democrat uh, democrat or republican thing either because i don't know how to define them properly yeah um but it makes more sense that the the democratic thing has more social structure to it 
mm-hmm. and I, I guess I can't. Yeah, I can't define the Republican thing, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you have people on here. It's like that's not what they are. Well, they're using politics to define women. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. So I, I no, said, no, I don't. So I'm sorry. Femi- I'm not feminine. You. So the feminine characteristics, right? But they'll and like so, twist your words. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just did that. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. So that's I'm not. That's Miss- not what I'm saying. But I bet you there there would be an interesting study to find out that women probably tend to generally vote Democratic and men tend to generally vote Republican. I would probably say, but I don't have the study to back that up. And then someone would say, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. As far as, as far as like trying to like paint them into a box, I don't think you could actually do that with like very well, you know, but if someone were to try, I mean, I'd probably say, uh, you know, Republican or con- conservative groups are more like splintered and they try to like figure it out on their own. And then Democrats, they always vote in block. So they all vote as a group. Yeah, they're, um, I can't remember, the, I, can't, I couldn't finish it. I really hate reading political books because uh-huh. it just makes me angry and yeah. I just, it's so negative and it just keeps ranting. But um, yeah. the book was stating that the reason why, um, it's we're in the we're in the century that it, it's the democratic ball game the republican ball, ball game kind of started to dwindle after the 19 1920s yeah after the 1920s when roosevelt kicked in it's just mm-hmm. uh delano roosevelt kicked in that's when things started going towards the, the democratic party hmm. and um shoot what was i getting at oh he the author was stating that they know how to utilize it. They they know how to find the pinpoints and utilize the social media, or um, they know how to mobilize. That's mm. and the Republicans. So it reminds me of individual nights and the Mongolian, um, the Mongolian Empire. Mm. So I'm going to use this as a, a reference or a metaphor, but. Um, or a reference. So the reason why the Mongolians were so good is they knew how to work together in an organized force. Mm. While they're a European knights, they were individual fighters, mm. and it's it's almost like a football team. You have a, like one team that they all are good at specific things, but they didn't know how to coordinate. Yeah. And they thought, it's like, I'm going to be the hero of this thing. And huh. they got wiped individually. Huh. But the other team, they knew how to undermine and move swiftly and interesting move as one unit move as one unit so huh. there is like the benef- the benefits of of that but there's also a flaw to it huh. um because you have a lot of information and you have limited information and it's like how do you channel that information to achieve what you want and have a continuous flow of yeah until you die until it's done huh. it's fascinating but the uh, the I don't know since you mentioned feminism thing I don't know why this reminds me but so in California I saw like the 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 trans bathroom type of thing where they put the half man half woman thing oh yeah and I thought it was kind of weird but then when I went to there's a cool uh, coffee shop that's Uh been around forever and I I love it it's called High Point Coffee Uh an advertisement (laughs) um they had a they had a, fe- a picture in their bathroom that said, 
man, woman. It's a family bathroom. It said man, woman, alien. Oh. It says whatever. Just wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's appropriate way to go about it. Yeah. You know, the bathroom thing is interesting. And it seems like we're like, we're going backwards in time almost. Or it's like flipping itself on its head. Right? And so, I think it was during World War One, women started entering the workforce. They started working for the like like helping uh helping with the war Mm -hmm. um and then with first wave feminism they demanded separate bathrooms from the men because men were dirty and stinky and smelly and things were just disgusting and so they demanded separate bathrooms and that was something that like you know really wasn't necessary uh in the workforce because there was no women in the you know i see and so uh with first wave feminism you know they brought you know changes of like you know separate separate uh separate bathrooms and uh with these new waves of feminism we've almost kind of like backtracked to where at one point women demanded separate spaces they demanded spaces that were uh separated from men and now almost we're 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 going in the opposite direction where everything's coming back together where it's you know, intermingling yeah it's intermingling again may it would makes it makes sense to me because that's the 1910s but then you got the prohibition 1920s and labor laws were an issue wages are an issue still is an issue mm-hmm. um but you also have sexual harassment stuff issue and back then i'm sure a lot of, shoot it's it's still happening and being like sex sexually harassed if you had like two bathrooms you're uh-huh. being hit on by some guy who's coming to work drunk or you're just being hit on hit on by a guy it's like yeah i would i want space too uh-huh and i i don't blame him on that and now coming back together maybe it's a form of evolution of a of a a, a society or whatever a development i don't know if you call it an evolution a development or a left or right hand turn hmm. of how they want to coordinate. Yeah. Whether you see it as a pro or a con, but the the yeah, because men are dirty. <laughs> you think? Women are dirty too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe right, maybe it works out fine. Who knows? I think we'll we'll never really we'll have to give it time to figure out was that a good idea or a bad idea, right? But. Uh, yeah, we'll have to probably wait a couple of years before. Maybe maybe women will, will be fine with it, you know. No, no. Let, let's keep them. Let's keep the bathroom separate. What's cool think? with that? Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna. I mean, I don't think the restaurants are ever gonna like change on that part. They're because. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. And then having a family uh, family bathroom where if we. You know, changing your kid's diaper or whatever. I think that I thought that's what they were for. Yeah. Um, kind of like the privacy, so you don't have some other. Yeah. People looking or weird. Yeah. Being weird. Yeah. Yeah, our culture is. It's rapidly changing. I mean, now that we're entering what this is, um, what, over. Getting to the three hundred years. Of. American culture, yeah. Because now, now they since since they want um, are women are in the 
workforce and have been. They have been even before, and then they're not just the 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 lady that's taking care or uh, what's the stay at home mom. Mm. I mean, you know, it's I don't know how what society's gonna do because it, we're it seems like we're both forced to work, yeah. and child daycare is what eight hundred dollars for a month. Yeah, it's crazy. Heard some people pay twelve hundred. How in the fuck do you afford daycare for a month like that? Yeah, and then impossible. pay and then pay for a, at minimum fourteen hundred for an apartment. I'm sure the government will come out with something that is affordable that you can just drop your child off and they will take care of them. I do think it's cool that for like places like I think uh, Discover does it. They have their own daycare inside it. Uh-huh. That's great if you can like work at Discover and then bring your kid there and drop them off there. Yeah. And then when you get off, you just take the kid out? Yeah. And just teach them whatever principles they want to teach them, and, you know? That is a point. I always wonder, it's like, are you getting to raise your kid, or is the daycare person going to raise your kid? They'll, they'll call them mommy. <laughs> Good, no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Society... Our economic system's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah. I don't think there's any going back, though. I think people tend to reminisce on how things used to be. And I don't think that's how life is, you know? It doesn't really go... Like, there's no really way of going back to the good old days. Yes, right? there is. It's video games. <laughs> I'm still going to play some Unreal Tournament. Oh, yeah? I don't know, man. You still get the same, like, satisfaction out of it as you did when you were a kid? Yeah, kind of. Like... Kind of? See my little, little cassette tape player? Yeah. Yeah, That's I get the cool. I get the satisfaction out of it's it. It's the nostalgia behind it, though, right? Yeah, it's so like I got I started playing World of Warcraft again, uh-huh. and these places I've been leveling at uh-huh. take me back in time to where like I was, what was I like twelve years old or yeah, and I was, it, it's the memories in there. It's like right. I remember this feeling, huh. and what's the feeling? Well, I would so there's a place called Dude Moro. It's just a wintry place in World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. And that's a kind of like starting zone for dwarves and gnomes. Okay. Anyways, I, I was playing in that area when uh-huh. my sibling broke her, uh, broke her arm and my parents took her to the hospital and they were gone all day. Uh-huh. And I was by myself just playing World of Warcraft, eating uh, those instant meals, the banquet, little frozen meal. Yeah. And... It was getting nighttime around eight or nine o'clock, and I'm like, "Okay, where's my where's my parents at?" Yeah. Or going through Red Ridge Mountains and I'm playing Led Zeppelin, and huh. I go do it again, and it's like, yeah. Uh, playing. James Bond. No, it's Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Led Zeppelin. Uh, playing All My Love and. I enjoyed it. I love. Yeah. I love that. Sorry, I thought you were singing the the theme song to Goldeneye. No, it's Cashmere. It's called okay. Cashmere. Okay. Uh, That's funny. But going back, no, I get like, you won't have that same feeling of getting a flip phone and feeling like you're the only kid without a phone, or why are all the cool kids have the phones, or why all the cool kids are wearing skinny jeans and you don't have skinny jeans, you have baggy jeans, or. Mm-hmm. You won't have that feeling of, like, 
Santa's real type of thing. By the way, if you're listening to this and you believe in Santa, gun on you. Santa is real, kids. Santa's real. It's true. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, But what do you mean, like, when going back? Like, we won't be able to go back to what it used to be. Like, airports... Or... Uh, yeah, just like everything, you know. I, I think from like a conservative point of view, uh, they'll always say things like, we need women to stop working and go back to raising children and being homemakers, you know. But like, I don't I don't think that that's ever going to happen again. If it was on a democra- uh, democracy level, not democratic, democracy level. Uh-huh. But if you had like... Afghanistan's a good example. Okay. 20 years of American occupation uh-huh. or influence. Yeah. And then you have, you know, you have this influence where you have the women wearing jeans, going to school and doing all these yeah. things. And then you have Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Is it Al-Qaeda? Yeah. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. Coming into, coming back and saying, nope, here's our new regulations and rules. If you don't do this, you all die. Yeah. And so, it... It is a revert back, and it won't be the same feeling. Uh-huh. I just feel because it feels like you're under new regime change, and it's like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that would, yeah it makes sense. That 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 is kind of like going back to the good old days, right? For uh, Al Qaeda, it is at least. But, um, or like, okay, here's. A, having sex for the first time, you're trying to find that feeling again, or having <laughs> getting your first kiss. Or, uh-huh. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird time for me growing up. Uh, well, I know a lot of it is just like scoping it out, trying to like, like, I don't know, getting you as much as you can, right? But I don't know. Oh, no. uh, Oh, for me, not, no, no. No? (laughs) Not in high school. Well, I tried to. (laughs) Yeah. Failed. Yeah. Where, where are we going with that? Where are you going with that? Yeah. If you're trying to... The feelings that you... Like, the great the great feelings. Like, watching Game of Thrones and those special events happen for the first time. You're like, holy shit! <laughs> that just happened! Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 view, I view, like, the... Like, these different entities of, uh, like, world politics kind of like game of thrones where i don't think really like anyone is a good guy or a bad guy i feel like things are painted so black and white where it's like these are the bad guys like we have to go fight the bad guys but i don't don't really feel like it's like that i think of it more like game of thrones type where it's like we're all kind of bad guys you know we're all kind of like out for our self you know right i don't know (laughs) well yeah if you want to get technical this really cool phone that you have Uh uh-huh wonder where that cobalt came from right it came it, from some some someone that's making way less and under the harsher yeah. conditions and you're just happy with your material object not knowing that yeah if you whether you know or not that somebody died for or somebody suffered so you can have this really cool phone yeah. or the sweatshops from your nike shoes or right or the diamond on your the diamond on your ring is from blood diamonds or yeah. allegedly yeah oh god 
people get pissed when I say allegedly. The alleged. The alleged. <laughs> no, yeah. that is a fact. I'm not gonna. I get. Yeah. I get. The, so the reason why I say like allegedly uh-huh. and do your own research yeah. is because there's so much information on there that's distorted or biased or written oh, yeah. by someone who wants you to believe this form of narrative. And yeah. so when I say allegedly, it's like. I don't know if they're telling the truth. This is the information I got. Yeah. Dude, and stuff is getting crazier and crazier. And it's like, how do you even know what is true and what's not? You know, of course there's so many different perspectives out there. It's like, you see some of these guys saying one thing, and then, you know, and two news companies can can change it to where it's the complete opposite of each other. You know? And they both read the same headlines, and they have completely different points of view. But, Oh, like CNN and Fox and ABC. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think people are getting a lot less trusting. I think it's starting to like people get people to wake up though. You know, they're, they're getting their news sources from a lot more like independent journalists where there's not so much bias. You know, they're not looking for, you know, Trump's the greatest or Biden's the greatest or whatever. It's more like just giving you the facts. Start. Oh, I'm sorry. I I just th- I I was just gonna say I, I just think, you know, MSN is dead. So. Oh, MSN. Oh, yeah. I missed the little email. No, M- MSM like the mainstream media. Oh, mainstream media. Sorry. Yeah. I was like MSN. Yeah. MSN's MSN's, MSN's dead in the water too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yahoo. Yeah, they're all dead. I think I think they're all dying. And I have a I have an aunt that's a news reporter. You know, she. Uh, but I, I think, like I don't think they're. They're getting nearly half, you know, half as many clicks and views and stuff as they used to. And so, I think everyone is pretty much dis- distrusting of government-run media, you know. Or they just completely tune it out. Yeah. Because I got angry and frustrated keep when I started watching, like, YouTube videos of, like, the developments between China and their... And their uh, poke they keep on poking towards the uh, philippines or japan or taiwan taiwan yeah korea and i just kept getting worried and, and i was like i'm tired of listening to this because i can't tell if they're uh warmongers uh-huh. or they're just stating like what, what's going on huh and i just i can't i can't have that Do, have you looked into a lot of of that information because i haven't i i haven't really been uh up to date on like what's happening in china but I feel like with communism, you almost have to branch out. But it seems like China really hasn't. Like, do you think China would take Taiwan, or you think they're just trying to like secure their their, ter- their own territory? I think they can eventually do so. You think? Yeah, so these, the videos I've been watching, and some of them are old, uh-huh. like 2000, I think 2017 or 2000, uh-huh. and it's like, when do you think that China's going to take over Taiwan? It's like, oh yeah, they're going to get it by 2024, and now it's 2027, or within that time, within really? that frame, and uh-huh. it's, the dates are always changing, it's only a matter of time, of when do they decide that they need to launch their imperialism, and start to when's the empire going to strike back because japan went over there in the 1930s uh-huh. and started doing their thing is china is is it a repeat of history because it sure looks like it it's just different characters and different events playing out in different time and uh, different yeah times 
and people don't do their history and they and resources run out yeah and once if Manchuria which is a um, a mining region mm-hmm. that's why Japan went in there in the first place uh, no that's not one of the reasons that's one of the reasons not the main reason yeah um that's the whole reason why the U.S. goes out, out outsourcing their resources instead of digging in. They probably dig in already, but you might as well utilize the exterior. And then when they start to run out, you become the power later on. It's mm-hmm. a, just as time goes by, how do you want to play Endgame right. or how far you see Endgame is. Mm-hmm. So for China to take Taiwan... More than likely because they're, in a sense, a rebel state for their Chiang Kai-shek. Chiang Kai-shek was the... It, it was him or Mao. Like, the... I think they call them the whites. Uh-huh. Not, like, race whites, but, like... Yeah. They're the imperialists. Imperial imperial China and Red China. Yeah. So they butted heads, and then you have warlords. Got rid of the warlords, and then kicked... Chiang Kai-shek lost. That's why I hate Kissinger. Uh that's one of the reasons why I think Chiang Kai-shek should have been the world would have been probably a better place with Chiang Kai-shek in rule but he went to Taiwan and that's old China Um, now Japan I don't know I just yeah it's it's just a big wave going back and forth except the wave just pushes in so many different locations because japan conquered korea in the 1800s china was con- trying to conquer vietnam for the longest time hmm. and La- and cambodia burma all those southeast and asian countries they all battle each other huh. and then you have outsourced people like the opium wars yeah i'm jumping all over the place here oh, that's, that's like fun. so opium wars it's just like you have all these European countries like yay China we're all here to enslave you here yeah. we're gonna have you um, just make us some silver and we're gonna take advantage of you because you're a great slave state yeah here's some more opium thank you thank you thank you yeah it's all it's if, our fault and if you try to rebel we're all gonna crush you crush you as European countries would like to do because you all have a resource that we'd like to weaponize and utilize against you and our yeah. neighbors yeah drugs they're a killer man mm-hmm Dude, I and I think that's like kind of like what we're fighting right now, right? Like the war on drugs. Re, yeah, we're a, we're we're on a war on drugs, right? And so there's just constant wars, and yeah, I don't know if that one will ever be solved, but we could we could legalize everything. I think that might it will also it will will have a huge spike in deaths, but I think it would probably solve a lot of our problems but i'm not 100 percent sure it would be from a, a libertarian perspective it would be a good oh i shouldn't say good it would be a resourceful darwinism tool hmm. but it can also it's kind of like the natural selection thing or Dar- if their darwinism and select natural selection is the same thing mm-hmm. don't quote me on that um the natural filter or unnatural filter you just you're trying to keep that away from people but for some reason you're 
the United States is the biggest purchaser of cocaine from the Peru, Peru in the 80s and 90s, and probably earlier too. Yeah. Some of some of the reason the Vietnam War was just good for drug smuggling. Yeah. Um, war on drugs, but they purchase it at the same time. Why? And yeah. what? And if you have the cartels and you try to weaponize the cartels, you're... There's a tactic that the Mongolians used uh-huh. that they had a force... The charges after another force they collide with each other mm. the mongolians pretend that they're losing they retreat but they have a backing force in the back uh. ready to engulf the enemy yeah. lead them in lead them in right so you manipulate the enemy and say oh we're losing gotta chase after him kill them all and once they charge in they get in swallowed engulfed and all that force is yeah destroyed right so, if I guess if you're looking at this in a, like a Mike long-term perspective, if you're going to legalize this, are you trying to lead whoever into this trap? Hmm. It, it's a good question because I don't... I don't think people who n- normally wouldn't try hard drugs would be able to get them now but if you were to legalize them maybe they might try them you know and so i think you would have a certain percentage of people probably maybe get hurt i don't know or or potentially die you know the fentanyl type of thing or heroin not necessarily because i don't think it would be connected to fentanyl i think i think drugs would be a lot better if it was legalized because then you could have regulation on it right and And taxation yeah, and taxation, yeah, for sure. So I think for a, from a like a democratic point of view, it would be a really it would be a good thing, right? And you had uh, was it Portland that legalized like all drugs, including heroin? I'm pretty sure, and like like the super hardcore drugs. Um, who knows, like how they're doing right now, but uh, apparently it's still a shit show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like most democratic run cities, you know. San Francisco especially is a shit show. And it, it's kind of it um oh San San Francisco, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Um I can't name a lot of them. And I think New York. Uh-huh. Um but then it's kind of I feel a little jaded if we're here in Utah and we're a Republican dominated state, but we're also very super religiously dominated and I think there's a few people that came here and they, they said this is the very this is the whitest state I've ever been in. The whitest state? The whitest. There's so many Caucasians or you know. Yeah. I think we're very diverse. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, mean, I guess that I guess BYU BYU is or the U. Oh yeah. It's college colleges. All the Tongans. Yeah, Tongans, Samoans, uh, Hispanics, yeah. whites that are not LDS. Yeah. Yeah. At a think after the olympics it's like oh hey look we're here i wish i wish we were more uh run by the state i think it would be super cool to see just like how different states operate and instead of like having you know one government rule down from the like from the top down um i think it was kind of cool to see like states 
like try to try their own stuff during like COVID, for example, you know, and you had like, cause then you have like different opinions and different points of view. And like you had Sweden, for example, during COVID, d- during lock, like lockdowns, Sweden was like, we're not going to do lockdowns. That's just, that's just what we think, you know? And they were actually really like surprisingly really fine. Like nothing really even really happened to Sweden. And, uh, and you have Australia, Florida, Florida was the same. And then Australia was the complete opposite, right? In prison, pretty much everyone. Yeah. It's just like, people should like have the ability to like move freely with like where they want to live. But you should also, I think you should also have these different States run things how they want to. So you have 50 different opinions on how to run things. And then you can see the States that really flourish and then maybe states that don't flourish so much. Free agency. Yeah. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. But if you were to have, like, Trump in the White House just say, all right, we're all doing lockdowns, nobody move for four months, you know? Then it's like, how do you... Rebel. Yeah, well, like, you could you could rebel, right? But if, like, if that's just, like, what it is, then how do you even have a, a different point of view if that's just what it is for, like, like, that's just, every you know, everyone did that, and we had crazy tons of deaths and a lot of people got sick and got hurt and stuff but everyone did across the board so it's all the same and you if know? you and if you died by like uh cancer it's known as covid yep cancer is covid yep gunshot wound covid so when there was one of the podcasts i think told you dustin episode 16 uh-huh I, f- I really enjoyed that one because he asked me like what is the perfect like is it capitalism or, you know, command economy traditional uh-huh. or do you need socialism, capitalism? What's the one you pick? It's like, why would you pick one? You are limiting, you are limiting yourself and removing any type of other possibility and yeah. whether pro or con. Yeah. In my point of view, if you're going to be a president, you can't be or, or just a Republican or a Democrat. You have to be the avatar. Yeah. And I think that if you're going to be a society, you also got to be an avatar too. You got to have yeah. a because one you can have a straight path and having a straight path is great if you have a goal at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like and but if you start like like if everyone made the same amount across the board, what is there any point to like socialism uh-huh. or why should I even bother working when I get paid just to not do any do anything at home? One hundred percent. You deprive yourself of the opportunity to learn and to motivate yourself to keep growing. Yeah. And so, uh, and I'm not a, a particularly attacking. It's a very because, dad answer of you to say. Hmm? <laughs> it's a very dad answer of you to say. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, limit. I guess limiting yourself is sad and it could be unless you're a slave right i'm sure slave (laughs) whatever i just work here fuck it yeah slave to the system if you're living in actual socialism though right and it's like literally everybody's not working because they don't have to and you're the one that's working it's like what's the point you know why are these people all these people piggybacking off me yeah now it does have its it does have its like people taking advantage of the system, mm. they can screw off. But the people like women, women that have a child and the daddy left or daddy died or yeah. vice versa, the mommy died during childbirth, and 
that's the whole abortion topic. I mean, you know, uh-huh. that, that's a hot topic. I don't want to go into that right now. But like, let's uh, go into it. You want to go into it? Uh, I don't, Just kidding. No, <laughs> no. Um, now we're we're kind of running short. Okay. Near the end. Um, having these options to be able to survive, like the the what is it called the if you fall off a building they have the net the net you have oh, yeah. a safety net yeah having a safety net because of giving yourself a second chance forgive uh-huh. and forgiveness thing amazing hmm. you know because everyone including ourselves we we fail and we keep screwing up yeah and we'll continue to screw up because we're human yeah but you know having food stamps and having so uh income to be able to provide for your kid when you're just a stay-home parent how do you how do you do that when you have going back to daycare costing eight hundred dollars yeah but then the people taking advantage of the system and utilizing it when us working class people who have to pay our taxes and have to compensate for the people who are that are not even on the tax thing like illegals Uh uh-huh yeah fucking asshole (laughs) yeah yeah, no, it's a it's a system that I think is was set up very interestingly, and I almost think that like Democrat and Republican go hand in hand together, right? Or male and female go hand in hand together, right? Like kind of like back to the beginning, they're entwined. About, they're entwined, yeah. Where it's like you really can't do it on your own. You know, you have to have both. You have to have justice and mercy together. You have to have, yeah, the, the yin yang. The yin yang, yeah. And so it's like. You know, I can uh, I can learn to be more like merciful and not so judgmental and and more compassionate and stuff. And then maybe she can learn to be more, you know, like um, less of ind- an asshole, independent, and <laughs> you know, like yeah, like working towards you know your goals and like like saving for retirement and stuff. And and so I think I think a lot of those things go hand in hand where it's like you really do need both of them you can't just only be a saver or only be a spender you know it's it's uh there's there's a yin and yang to all these things so sign waves yeah except I think of like the stock market in a sense you know little bar graphs that are like one's shooting up one's coming down one's shooting up one's shooting down uh huh yeah yeah where you you excel in this but you fall you fall short on this excel in that fall short excel yeah it's never like across the board great yeah yeah it's kind of interesting that in like in the bible it talks about god being like judgment he is judgment right and then christ is mercy and so you have and he he's also um talked about as the the brat uh like the bridesmaid right and so go on that's interesting yeah so it's it's like so he is in place of this judgment bar right and so you have this um this dynamic where we are we fall short like you were saying um and we're not good enough you know we're not good enough to to meet the demands of 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 perfection i guess you could say right and so maybe maybe we don't like maybe we haven't um like yeah we we just fall short and so it's like christ as the mediator he is there in place of uh 
our shortcomings. And so the forgiveness safety net. Yeah, the safety net, right? And so as like being a symbolic like or being that safety net, it's kind of interesting that he's represented as like, you know, the female um the female type, like being merciful and being, you know, um having compassion and 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 God the opposite of of Jesus Christ is more like the masculine side of that judgment bar right so like judgment or you know truth like that's the bar and so like if you know the bar like like everyone's gonna fall short and so it's like you can't just do it on your own like you have to have help you have to have those around you to help you like you know pass that test or whatever it is in life and so it's like we're we are almost in intertwined where it's like a yin and yang type of thing where where we are um we have to use both both sides of the same coin you know and with relationships especially i feel like you know we get into these relationships where we can help each other overcome our our obstacles that are in our own path mm-hmm. so and when we don't have a, a companion with us it uh doesn't sometimes we're not in check yeah yeah, 100%. We keep, we keep each other in mouth. Yeah, that's why you have companions when you're on your mission. Yeah. Make, make sure the Maybe. other one's not drinking the beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like in our in our trade, I feel as you get, like, into your fourth year and people are like, oh, you're a fourth year, you should know this. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm an individual that's like, oh, you should know this by now and I don't have to teach you or you, I, I could leave you alone. And for the most part, that's true. But it also feels like I'm living I'm living here where they expect so much of me and I'm always falling failing short it's like we need quality but we also need quantity too. find the center well I've been trying to do that for this whole time and I'm never you I feel like I'm a disappointment the whole whole and they're like you'll get there (laughs) not when you not with the next foreman the next foreman's like why'd you send me this guy (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people like to complain, you know, and they think about themselves a lot. I think as a society, we're we're very narcissistic, and yes, and selfish. Selfish, yeah, for sure, you know. And so, like, we'll tend to push the our shortcomings onto other people around us as well. And that's that's just like an example of like a bad leader, you know. Perception projection. Right. Yeah. So you know, if you're if, like, if you're under the gun and you have a project that's due and you know, your guys aren't really getting there, but it's like, you should know this, why not? You know, you, I don't they're necessarily assuming. say they would, you know, they're, they're not tr- necessarily trying to like be a dickhead, but at the same time, you know, they have these other stresses that they're trying to figure out and then also like get their guys to work in a certain way. And then maybe that, maybe they're just not a good leader, you know? And yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to find a balance for their own position yeah and so they're distressed it's like oh, i really wish you could just like do it where i can't i don't even need to tell you yeah or you got the ones that are micromanaging and, yeah but the narcissistic perception projection mm-hmm. that one i could see especially with households yeah. of your parents being as some form of influence where they're really negative and they project their insecurities and problems onto you and so then you start to inherit those yeah um 
problems and then you start to like you're you know that theory about a girl always going why is she always going after the bad guys yeah and why she keeps doing that she keeps ignoring the good guys and it's like that would maybe that's what she's used to or something like that I don't know yeah. or she needed right there was a there was a girl in my high school that uh, would go after all like the uh, the much older guys right and uh, I thought she was cute I thought she was fine I took her well, her mom actually asked me to ask her out for I can't remember one of the one of the dances. Homecoming or yeah, she was in my neighborhood. She was really cute, but she just wasn't interested in me, and I couldn't figure out why. Cause she she reminded me of Taylor Swift actually. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but um, so we went on this dance, and she just like wasn't interested at all, and so I was just like, all right, whatever, and like I just didn't ask her out anymore after that, you know. But then she was really interested in somebody that was a lot older than us um and I thought that was interesting and then she got married to somebody that was like 40 and when she was like in her 30s you know so like someone that was like 10 years older than her um but then I really I found out I realized so growing up she didn't have a dad in the house and so her mom was the only one that raised her and I, I, I kind of wonder you know maybe that's just what she was looking for fulfilling some for yeah, she was looking for, like, a much older man that was, like, you know, that would, I don't know. It, maybe I'm just speculating, but it's just, like, I think certain people need certain things in their life. And that's, and that's where they kind of find some form of attraction to. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I just wasn't her type, right? Because, like, I've also noticed, like, in relationships, they're either, like, complete opposites or the same. Yeah. Or they have attributes that have, like, doesn't make sense at all. It's like, why are you with this person? I'm like, because it's chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, even though we don't like the same things, not everything, but they're, yeah. they provide us some form of comfort where I'm, I'm happy with, but I'm also n not happy with. Yeah. But you receive what you want, but you're never satisfied. Yeah. I think that's Micah something. It's not even in the Bible. It's in some other book. Huh. Thou thee, thy, thy, though. Yeah. I think with the exception of, like, the dark triad traits, you can pretty much get along with pretty much anybody. What are the dark triad traits? Uh, I'd have to look it up, but it's pretty much, like, malevolence and... Uh... Oh, here it is. Uh, malevolence... Oh, no, Machiavellianism? Mm-hmm. Psychopathy? Yeah. Yeah, I pronounced that right. Narcissism? Yep. Okay. It's kind of interesting to know that, uh, that arranged marriages work a lot more than marriages today, like with postmodernism. So the more... Isn't that interesting? The more choices you have available work less than the people that just get set up by their parents because you're picky and you're demand probably demanding it's like i really need you to be more friendly to my friends or this is not gonna work yeah right well not even that too it's just like i was talking to my little brother about just dating in general and he's like i can't find a girl at all he's like i'll date her she's really fun make out with her and then she just ghosts me out of nowhere he's like what the heck and i was like Bro, you just gotta work on yourself. You know, make it so that she can't ghost you. That she like she's like 
like coming after you right but like a ton of people are having that problem where it's like they have so many options they're just like all right next next next, next. and it's just like ah, oh, but he's not a 10 out of 10 so i'm gonna move on you know and i think a lot of people are gonna be uh caught off guard and then a lot of women maybe will be in their 30s and realize that they've made some mistakes and and should have gotten married when they just messed around you know and now all of a sudden they're looking for a dude and they're all married up. I don't know, but they're still they're still they're still picky because they're trying to find not not just the women, but like I guess in that teenage or the twenties phase is how I remember it. It's like I need to focus on these primary needs. I need someone to love, mm-hmm. and I need someone. I need some form of companionship and someone I could share my life with. Yeah. But then when you get further down the road, you're like, well. Those basic needs are great, but now I just need to know: as you, do you have a four hundred one k? Do you bring in a living? Do you, you know, yeah. how much are you in debt now? <laughs> yeah. Or how many medical issues do you got? Do you have any dogs? I'm allergic to god dogs. Yeah. I can't do that. Do- I can't do the dogs. Yeah. Not me personally. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Marriage is marriage has definitely been like the hardest thing I've ever done, for sure. But I I think it's interesting too, where it's like probably from a young perspective we tend to get married for selfish desires right and it because it is it is nice to have somebody around and but i think as we get older we tend to realize that marriage is really the best when we're serving the other person and we're not just focusing on ourselves. when we're focusing on ourselves, that's when it's the worst yeah because yeah and especially if you're well, it's even worse when you don't listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, or get for sure. in, Get in trouble. It's like, I don't even know what I did wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've we've been through, my wife and I, we've been through marriage counseling quite a few times, but it's it's definitely been a blast. Do you recommend it? Uh, that is a good question. I Not d- to get, like, too personal into yeah. it, but, like... It's funny that you say that because so my wife's best friend was really struggling with uh, getting her boyfriend to commit to marriage. <laughs> She's like, I don't know how I can get him to to propose. He's like, he just wants to stay like living together. And I was like, all right, well, that's your first problem is that you guys are living together already. You're not married. But um, he's too comfortable. It Well, like, why? Why would he change his mind? You know, it's like. You're, he's already getting what he wants out of the relationship, you know. But I told I told my wife I was like, "You're not gonna like my take on this, but I I would not advocate for him getting married. I do not think it's a good idea, especially now. There's no reason men should get into the contract that it is because men will lose practically everything, and I just think it's a bad contract. You know, it's like." it's like rolling the dice and it's a 50-50 dice whether you give up half your stuff or not you know and it's like and that could be a year from now or 10 years from now and like both parties work now so it's like I just don't understand why it would be such a bad deal for men it should like even with um, certain hot topics Uh like if it's a marriage and if it's a relationship, it's a two-way street. Yeah. Like, if you're going to play fair, I mean, you know, we marry or date 
yeah. really psych, psycho, psychopaths, and they're like, destruction for you. you you're a cheater. I want to take everything from you. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But, like, having a one-sided thing on the on the law side, I don't exactly understand. Right. And... That kind of goes with, like, the gay marriage thing, right? Where it's like, it can't be... It cannot be one-sided. It has to be all sides or no sides, right? And so it's kind of funny where it's like, if I'm asked if I believe in gay marriage... And I have two, I have, well, I have a, I have a gay brother and I have another, another brother who says he's, uh, non-binary or whatever, whatever, Um, whatever the new classification is. Yeah. Um, I said, (laughs) so I have those brothers and then I say, yeah, no, I am completely against gay marriage. (laughs) And they're like, what? And then I'm like, but I'm also completely against straight marriage too. So it's like, (laughs) it's, it's the all or none principle, you know, it's like. Of course, gay marriage came about because there were the two parties, right? And so you were giving benefits to one party without giving benefits to the other party. And it kind of goes back to that having boundaries or having certain ideas with groups that have different or conflicting points of view, right? So straight parties don't believe in gay marriage, but gay marriage is obviously going to come about because you can't grant one thing to one party and not the other. So So it's like an all or none type of thing. And since we have a democracy republic slash republic, you know, are you know, it, you're trying to make everyone happy, trying to find the equal balance to yeah. We, even though we're in an unequal system, no matter what it is, it's always going to be in some form of way un- yeah, unequal. Because um, then you have one side like one religious side no we cannot give them a foot they'll take a mile for sodom and gomorrah we cannot yeah. be sodom and gomorrah we'll burn too but it started out as a benefit so isn't that interesting isn't that kind of funny as it came out as well if you're married we'll give you this benefit right we'll give you tax exemption we'll give you you know all these different breaks that you can have you can write children off you can write other things off if you're married but then it's like now I don't see why growing up there were two sisters that lived together um, in our neighborhood and they're in their 50s now you know and so it's like if one of them dies why would she not why would the sister not get the same benefits tax exemptions get the house all that all those things as if uh, it was a gay couple that was living there or a straight couple that was living there so it's like you're just gonna go down the line and like every single group is going to try and get this. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? See. So like, so now we're going to be advocating for sisters rights, you know, like, Oh my Lord. I don't <laughs> even have the, I don't even have the words to go. Into yeah. That. Yeah. No, but it's just like all of these different groups are going to come out of the woodwork because it's like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw like the Incredibles. He's like, because when everyone's super, no one will be. And it's like, you can only have all or none. It's like an all or none principle, right? And so it's like if you don't have an all or none principle and you have specific groups that are being catered to, then the other groups are going to get upset. Get upset, yeah. And so you're going to have conflict. And then, yeah. So. We live in an imperfect world with imperfect people and imperfect situations. And we make what we can. And someone has to pay the price in some form of way. Yeah. Well, we're kind of head, coming to a head here. Oh, yeah? Okay. 
That was good. That was a good talk. I feel like I, I did most of the talking. Oh. No, that's good. No, no, that's, it's about your... No, this this. <laughs> a, be, I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk and saying, um, 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 allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Um, 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 um. I do... I noticed that some of my episodes, I'm like, um, um. No. It's... Um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. No, it's the, the, these episodes are made for, uh, you guys. Like, the person that's coming on the show, it's meant for you. Yeah. And then I realize that I'm talking too much. I'm like, I need to shut up too. We, we talked about, we talked a lot about like government, different types of governments, um, and about to mention conservatism, and democracy, and libertarianism, socialism, communism, but not too much about anything else, honestly. Sounds like you need a part two. We can do a part or two. Or no, another, uh, another day to uh, hit these other topics. These are good. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I love it when I love it when has, someone has something to talk about. It's great. Because yeah. I'm like, I'll throw out these subjects, even though this might piss people off. But let's talk about politics. Here we go again. <laughs> you have a lot of... Are a lot of your podcasts about politics? or? I don't... I mean... Here and there, yeah. it depends on who's coming on the show. Like some of, I've had like a social worker come on, uh-huh. um, had people who are uh, about fem feminism, or we've had abortion ones. We've had guns. Mm. We've had just straight just camping ex, ex- expeditions or like ghost stories. Um, shoot, we've had psychological ones like to like talk about depression, self esteem, uh-huh. or. Uh, oh, try to think. It's been there's so many depression, huh? That's a gaming fun one. depressions. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Have you ever tried just not being depressed? Yeah, it's called. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's called entertaining yourself and distracting yourself with food and other things. <laughs> yeah, there's always the substitutes, right? They're band aids. Yeah, well, I the individual episodes I've released, like the early earlier ones about depression, or I press on. Yeah. Or the, the struggle bus episodes. Um, huh. And I still release new episodes about like how to fight depression and self-esteem and nice. self-improvement. Because nice. I, th- I understand that a lot of people go through this internal issues about trying to survive in this world. Uh-huh. And it's important that they're important and they mean something. And... Yeah. Even if they don't think so. Yeah. And then that nobody loves them, but everyone loves them. And then being a first world citizen. Yeah. You got a roof over your head. You have water running. You have opportunity to work. You yeah. have opportunity to put food on the table for yourself and try. To, you have all these options. And yeah. You have all these nets. And so if you look at it in a material perspective you have a lot of benefit to keep moving on yeah and books and people to offer help there's so many health help and self-help things so it's just you need to just really start just shut the fuck up and move yeah like once you start stewing uh-huh. and especially Sleeping by yourself aspire by yourself and in darkness yeah you're gonna be eaten yeah so you need to open up the windows and take a breath of fresh air and get out there right yeah yeah, if you're not getting sunlight, if you're not getting exercise, 
you're not getting the, the like the main things right you're not doing yourself any favors i'm not saying that that cures all depression but you're definitely not helping yourself fight that battle yeah if you're not getting those things for sure yeah my uh my i don't know how much time we have left but my my stepdad actually just committed suicide like a week and a half ago oh and, yeah your stepdad yeah and his current wife just texted me and reached out to me and just told me i was just like oh man and uh people people have a lot of struggles that you don't even realize you know and it's it's sad to know that there are people around us that we could help and they don't think that they can get help you know? yeah and so i think i think that's definitely a good message out there is that you know we need to be there for for those around us and i hate the mentality of uh my my family on my dad's side they always like we would like try to talk to them about situations that are pressing or concerning you know just like being raised by a dad who was not so friendly and uh they'll say things like well we don't know anything and we don't want to know anything <laughs> it's kind of just like well we were just going to sweep the under the, under the rug right and like when like that kind of mindset doesn't solve anything you know and so i i love the idea that we're more of like a, a therapist generation where we're not gonna like the buck stops with us right and like we're gonna fix these issues we're gonna fix these problems and we're not gonna we're not gonna abuse our kids because well that's what grandpa did to his kids and that's what his grandpa did to him and his grand you know stop the generational curses yeah and so i really i really like the idea of of being like a a therapy generation where we fix the issues that have been passed down from generation to generation and we step up and and just solve what's on our own plate you know and there's a battle between that because you have the people that you know that they're gawk at the cry rooms type of thing and it makes us like a weaker it's part like it's either removing the masculinity or whatever the f whatever whatever that may be but they're double-edged short of it yeah and but i do i do like it too i like the not the cry room i don't care about the cry room part. <laughs> um that to try and seek help and try and then groups that could they're there to offer help what I'm afraid of, it, not just me, but people, like, when they reach out, uh -huh. it shows some form of weakness. It's like, oh, my God, here they go, complaining on Facebook again that they're sad. Yeah. And it's like... I don't, I don't think... I think that's, like, a form of, like... They're trying to... Attention-seeking, right? So, so it's, it's mixed it's either, hand in hand. It's, it's the double-edged sword, right? So there is attention-seeking, and there's also actually getting help. And I think that person needs help in different venues, right? And a lot of people are like, okay, well, like, we can, when we're at one point, we have the solutions. Like, yeah, I would love to help people, and I want to do this, and I'll do that. And then when they're either crying for help on Facebook, and you're trying to offer what you can, and they just don't ignore you and push it away. Yeah. Or, it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to offer my assistance. I don't know what I can, can do. Yeah. But I guess what I'm trying to put out there is I'm here for you. Yeah. Whatever that implies or yeah. whatever you interpret that as, it's just... Yeah. So... I, I feel like I've found myself, too, like, I've had I've had bouts of depression, and uh, my wife 
has as well. And it seems to be the case that like as we tend to help people, we also help ourselves. Yes. You know. Charity. Yeah, charity, I guess you could say. So it's it's interesting when you are in the service of others, you know, you you tend to see like a, a brighter light. Yeah. Because it it feels like it makes your soul a little whole. Yeah. Not an intentional rhyme, but <laughs> I mean, like I like I really enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't do it for like I don't do it for money. I don't care about the money. The money's just gonna go out the window anyways. Or I'm just gonna spend money on Timu. It's like, oh another shoe filler or whatever. <laughs> Ooh. Tactical stuff that I don't need. Uh-huh. Just uh, I think a Fight Club. It's like, yeah, you buy sh- you don't buy shit, shit you don't need. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there. Um, I guess before we end this uh, episode is reach out. And you can even reach out to me here. Send me an email, or and if you want to talk, we can call call on the phone. Or, like, listen, and I'm trying to promote myself, but there's episodes that I've released that I want you to listen to if you're really suffering of depression. Because you matter, and you are important. And not to the taxpayer dollar, but you are important as an individual, and you have, you were put here for a reason. Whether, you, whether you're religious or not. And, or spiritual. It, it doesn't matter. You're here on this earth, whether it's science or whatever bullshit that that's out there and you need to remind yourself that you're here on this earth yolo <laughs> yeah do do some fun stuff go skydiving make a difference go like and don't be afraid to seek out help even though you're even i'm afraid because people will just start to judge you and it's like oh you, you know this he's just a bitch he's a pussy or whatever yeah and because I, I I feel I I feel that way with work because I always feel like a failure. Hmm. I always feel like a failure at work because I feel like I'm never good enough at what I'm doing. So it's just like, well, I'm gonna put in my seventy percent because when I put in my hundred percent, you're just gonna bitch at me for something I failed on. It's like, why didn't you do this MC right? Why didn't you do this fast enough? Why is this crooked? I don't fucking know. What do you want from me? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, going on a tangent. You have anything to add before I go on? <laughs> Yeah. Before, before we leave? Uh, uh, find out who your neighbor is and see what they need. And I think I think that helps a lot a lot more than especially if people have do have depression. You know, just helping helping your neighbor is you know, going skydiving is crazy. But I think the depression is gonna come right back the next day, right? And so by helping someone in need, you can, you can lift others up and, uh, yeah. Charity. Yeah. Charity. Yeah. So I think being the best person that you can be just means, you know, helping those around you, like where you are. And it reminds me of a thing I heard a while back where, uh, two, twins were arguing back and forth inside of the womb and one of the twins said what are you talking about and this is all there is this is it there's nothing else after this and the other twin is like no I'm, I swear I, I'm sure of it I know that there's something else after this you know and it's like 
if you look at the the spectrum of light there's so many different wavelengths but like the spectrum of the light spectrum of the things that we can see is like this much and so, there's so much out there that we can't even see like how can we even believe that this is all there is you know and so it's like i fully believe that like there is life after this and that you know we will get to see loved ones again you know that have passed on at least i hope you know i do too yeah um and if if that is the case then like why why wouldn't we strive to like be the best that we can be for those around us you know and just like lift where we stand you know so it's, it's my two cents i guess i respect that yeah we'll, we'll have to do a part two for sure i don't think we covered like half the no I, let's get two hours though yeah that was, well, was a good podcast well ladies and gentlemen this is Chase and uh yeah, I really appreciate being on the show dude yeah of course it's easy to come out here you know pretty pretty close so right down the street from a job site hey yeah. <laughs> alright everyone thanks for listening and uh thanks for coming on the show and uh yeah bye everybody Hey, you gotta eat some political typos, it'll be just fine.